Everyone has a story and everyone has a purpose. On this show, we'll dive into how you can obtain financial freedom through real estate investing and how we can use this to live a life full of intention and purpose. Welcome to the Live Like You Mean It podcast. Today we have Travis Watts, the uh, well-known LinkedIn uh, passive, or excuse me, let's restart. Hey everyone, welcome to the Live Like You Mean It podcast. Today we have Travis Watts, the very well-known full-time passive investor. Thanks so much for coming on, Travis. Van, thrilled to be here, man. It was just a few days ago we connected and had a lot in common and I appreciate the invite. Awesome. Sweet. So Travis is a full-time passive investor. He's been investing in real estate since 2009 in multifamily, single-family, and vacation rentals. He's also the Director of Investor Relations at Ashcroft Capital, um, and he dedicates his time now to educating others who are looking to be more hands-off in real estate. Um, so that's awesome. Obviously, there's a common theme there. Uh, could you tell us a little bit about, first of all, where you were before real estate, um, why you got into it, and then why you transitioned into passive investing? Sure. Yeah, it's it's quite an interesting story, and I will share it from a unique perspective I've never shared before. So, <laughs> just to kind of paint the the chaos, why not? I'm going to change it up. Yeah. So, my background was really music. I used to drum. I used to sing in in bands. I was out in Florida. I went to college for live show production for audio engineering and and that kind of stuff. I went up to New York City to do an internship and I quickly realized I made a big mistake and it really wasn't <laughs> my calling, so to speak. And it, it really is a competitive world out there. And I shifted gears very rapidly. I went out to Colorado, uh, which is where I was uh, uh, raised and I got into real estate. I just shifted gears, went a whole different direction. Uh, started with some uh, house hacking, just renting out a spare bedroom kind of turn the light bulb on for this concept of passive income. Uh, you know, I think my, my first light bulb moment was uh, my, uh, my, my roommate, so to speak, handing me a check for $600 and saying, thanks for letting me stay in this room. And me thinking, hey, my mortgage is about 640 and uh, that's pretty cool. I didn't have to work for that money. <laughs> and so from there, uh, just started, uh, you know, pursuing real estate more seriously, got into fix and flips in the single family space, got into some buy and holds, vacation rentals. And, you know, I didn't know what I didn't know. I was pretty naive, I was pretty young and didn't have any mentors or coaches, training programs, podcasts, none of that stuff. And um, nobody in my family was really into real estate. And, and so uh, my dad and stepmom later in life got into real estate a little bit in single family. But, you know, here's, here's what happened. Van, I'll just get right to the point. I, I worked a W-2 job. That was an oil field job out in Colorado. That was 14 hours a day, 98 hours per week. That was out of state work. That was away from home all the time. That ended up me being in the Middle East, working in Saudi Arabia and Kuwait. And, you know, it, it was a huge time constraint, a huge time commitment. I was literally trading all of my time for money. And I was trying to scale up a single family active real estate portfolio on the side of doing that. And it took a lot of self-awareness, a lot of lessons learned to realize that maybe that wasn't the best path for me to take. And I really didn't see that being a sustainable model in my situation long-term. So in 2015, I made a big transition 
into passive investing. I decided I love real estate, a lot of reasons to love real estate. I just didn't love being in the business of real estate. I just didn't love sacrificing every spare moment of every spare day I had to real estate. <laughs> so that was kind of the big changeover. And to your point, what I do today is I, um, I do a multitude of roles, but my passion is really educating other investors in the space to let them know that passive investing is a real thing. You can actually be a limited partner or a hands-off real estate investor and still participate in the industry and still have cash flow and potentially some equity and tax advantages, things like that. So uh, that's my story in a nutshell and kind of how it came to be and what I do nowadays. I love that so much. And I love that now your focus is on educating people because I think that's something that's not talked about enough is that passive investing is what most people are looking for, even if they don't know it. So like I was the same way. I'm sure you read a book or something, watched a video or you know, for you, the, the light bulb moment was like, oh my gosh, this person's paying my mortgage. I kind of had the same thing in with Rich Dad Poor Dad, which of course everyone reads, but like my light bulb too was like passive income. What? Like I can do what I want and still get money. That sounds like too good to be true. And so some people get into house hack or sorry, not house hacking, house flipping or <laughs> um, wholesaling or, or stuff that's essentially a job. And the more work you put in, the more money you get out, but you're still trading time for money. Um, yeah. So yeah. like the fact that people, especially I'm sure a lot of people you talk to are people with lots of money saved up who have the potential to already, you know, they're sitting on a lot of potential passive income. Um, they just need to know how to translate it. Correct. Yeah, it's certainly an, an underserved niche, especially for uh, the working professionals like uh, let, let's call it a you know a doctor a dentist a lawyer an attorney a business owner a pro athlete these are people that make great money and hopefully love what they do and maybe the best option isn't to take their eye off the ball and to go be you know a weekend warrior and go flip houses on the weekend and back to the office Monday maybe it's just to diversify a portfolio uh, perhaps a little outside just the traditional stocks bonds and mutual funds things like that. So it's really, uh, to your point, it, it's unfortunately, it's not something that's widely advertised and widely known, which is, you know, there's a lot to be said for marketing and sales, which is why all the TV shows are about fix and flip houses and all the billboards on the road say Fidelity and Schwab, you know, what, what about the private placement real estate, you know, so it's, it's something you have to self-educate and network in to uncover what this is. And so that's kind of what my passion is, is trying to pull back that blanket a little bit and, and show people that's a real thing. I myself do it. So do all these thousands of other people. And uh, I'm here to help and be a resource if I can. That's really cool. Like you said, the, on the billboards, it's the how to flip a house and the, and oh, stock market, go to Fidelity, go to Schwab, go to, you know, Fisher, whatever it may be. Yeah. And the reason is because, and the reason that financial planners are going to send you there is because that's where they make money. That really another just paradigm shift is when I discovered private placement, because um, mm -hmm. I guess chronologically it was like passive income and then that led me to private placement. Uh, yeah. It really does seem too good to be true. What was that transition kind of like for you? Because I know you started with house hacking. Yeah. Um, what got you into like private placements and like how, what was your first one like? Yeah, it's it's funny. It's kind of like um, it's <laughs> it's like a drug addiction story. I you know I I, I drank the Kool Aid so to speak. That was real estate, right? I got involved in over my head, and I had to hit rock bottom and kind of burn out. And then I came back stronger with something new. <laughs> That's kind of how the story goes. So 
uh, yeah, it wasn't until I had, you know, so many properties that it was starting to just stress me out to unacceptable levels. It wasn't until the point that I thought, you know, I really can't time-wise, I really can't even take on one more property. And if that's the case, how could I ever take on more properties, right? Uh, like you said earlier, this becomes a job. This becomes literally a job. And that can be fine. I'm not, you know, bashing that business model. If you're passionate about flips and vacation rentals and house hacking, whatever, do that, but just recognize your time value and just recognize there, there comes a point where you kind of hit that threshold where you go, hey, if I'm going to do this literally full time, I can't have a job, you know, on, on the side uh, or, or I have to move to part time work and, and things like that. So to answer your question, when when I first discovered private placements, just like you were alluding to, I was skeptical. I couldn't say that I firmly believed that was a real thing either. And it's because I knew my numbers. I knew my financials. I knew what I would net on a flip, you know, on average. I knew what I would net on a vacation rental, on a single family. And now people are showing me this pro forma saying, here's what we think we can get on this project. And all you have to do is invest in it. And I'm thinking those returns are the same or sometimes better than what I'm getting. And I'm putting all this work in. So it seemed a little too good to be true, quite frankly. And, you know, to in, in fairness, you know, these are uh, pro formas are just projections. Not every deal I've done has been exceptional uh or or outperformed or even have the numbers that were projected but in a lot of cases for me individually um you know it it made more financial sense to be a passive investor and it gave me a lot of my time back so that i could pursue other things besides an oil field job i didn't like and uh i was able to pivot careers and try new things and even went to go work for wall street you know through a big brokerage firm uh, not literally in, in Manhattan, but a big brokerage firm so that I could learn stocks, bonds, mutual funds and, and stack that up against real estate and get a better understanding of just the financial sector in general. Yeah. There's kind of an inherent fallacy that we have that operates in our brains, which is the harder I work, the better outcome I'll get, uh, which tends to be true. But at the same time, that's kind of what can um, be a hindrance to people saying like, oh, well, no, I can I can work. 60 hours a week and flip, you know, one house a month and make 20,000 bucks. Well, that's great. But then that you can kind of say, ah, man, you're saying all I have to do is write a, a $50,000 check and I get, you know, X return. It really does seem too good to be true. So like, like you kind of talked about drinking the Kool-Aid. Um, once you do it once, you're kind of like, oh, oh my gosh. And then maybe you dip your whole foot in the water. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, this is the truth. Um, and just to kind of backtrack, because some people may not be super familiar, yeah. what um, a passive investor, mm -hmm. what exactly does that look like and what are they investing in? That's a great question, because to me, honestly, um, yeah, let, let me let me preface it this way. I was listening to Robert Kiyosaki speak recently live, and he was speaking about uh, real estate. And he said, you know, <laughs> I'm not such a real estate guy necessarily. What I am is real estate is just an asset class that has a lot of tax benefits to it that tends to keep up with inflation where I can use leverage and debt to get richer off of it. But it's not really about real estate. If those same tax code rules applied to something different, he would become 
that type of investor. So I, I resonate with that because as a passive investor, I'm not actually advocating for any specific type of anything. What I'm talking about is, you know, you, you could technically claim that investing in dividend paying stocks is being a passive investor. And that would be true because you're just putting some money into something that in turn is giving you cash flow or portfolio income or, or dividends or interest. You know, you could do the same with muni bonds or corporate bonds. Um, so it's this concept, let me paint it this way, that you're investing money into something that's giving you a return ideally monthly, that's kind of my thing, but if not, then quarterly. And this passive income, the goal is to get that to exceed your living expenses, your mortgage or your house payment, your rent, you know, your, your insurance, your cell phone, your food, your vacations. When that happens, that you become financially free, you become financially independent, uh, financial freedom, a lot of terms for it. But, but here's the point, this isn't about money to me. This is about your time and it's about freedom and flexibility and choices in life. So what happens when that, you know, what happened for me, let's paint it that way in the oil field is I figured out that, hey, I have enough passive income rolling in. I can actually leave this job that I hate. I could move to part-time work. I could switch careers altogether. And I had the option to just, you know, if I want to take a few years off, I could do that too. That's just options, you know? So it wasn't a money thing. It was freedom of options. And so that's my message to the world is instead of looking at investing as solely buy low, sell high, buy a stock at 10, sell it at 15, hopefully, right? Instead of, that's how so many people look at investing or instead of I'm going to throw money in a 401k and when I'm 65, I'm going to take a peek and see how it did. Bad strategy, you know? (laughs) So why not focus on current cash flow and passive income that you can live on or use as a backstop or a supplemental to your current income today or, or in your, you know, your thirties, forties, fifties, that kind of stuff. So it's not necessarily about retiring early per se. It's just about what would you do with your time if you didn't have to go work nine to five Monday through Friday in a job. That's what it's about. So when did answer, hopefully I answered whatever your question was. Yeah. Oh, amen. I mean, that's exactly, you know, that's the, that's the passive income gospel. Like that, that's the thing that kind of really shifts people to go, oh my gosh, you know, this is possible for me. And in my opinion, I think everyone should obtain this. I think this is not some scarce resource. I think the world would be more productive if every single person could do what they want. And again, that gets into whole philosophical, like, you know, macroeconomic theory. But like, honestly, it is beneficial to everyone. And also tell us a little bit about the fact that like, okay, let's say uh, I'm a lawyer. I've been working for 40 years. And now I, or j- just to be, let's say I've only been working for 20. So I can still, you know, go do athletic stuff if I want. <laughs> and now I can passively invest. I'm making the money. I'm covering my expenses every month. And I just go sit on a beach for like five weeks. Do I get bored? Like where, what do you kind of do after you've achieved financial freedom? Exactly. That's, that's kind of funny. Again, I, uh, I enjoy listening to all these gurus out there in the space. And and I was listening to uh, Kevin O'Leary and he talked about years and years ago, he took three years to quote unquote, retire. And what his mission was during that, that time frame was he wanted to go to every major beach across the globe. And so he took many years to go sit on the beach, so to speak. And he said, when I was done with that, 
I was bored out of my mind. <laughs> I was completely yeah. unfulfilled and bored, almost depressed. And so that's the thing is that, you know, everybody would, would be different. I wouldn't be the type to go sit on the beach. But to your point, couldn't we all be our best selves if we weren't tied down to other financial obligations and jobs and things and had the fear of, God, if I switch careers, I might lose my house. And what's that mean for my family? You know, this is just a, a way to kind of uh, give more flexibility and stuff to that. So to me, it means a lot of things. I choose to give a lot of time back. I'm passionate about educating not only myself, which I do every single week, every single day, but, but to give that back. So I do that through blogs and videos. And I even launched a podcast. I'm a co-host of the actively passive show with Theo Hicks. And th th that show is all based around what we're talking about. The irony of I'm an actively passive investor. It is some active to it, some research, some networking with people, some getting to know sponsors, understanding how to vet out deals, reading a few books. There's an active component. But, you know, so, so don't get me wrong when I say passive investor means, you know, you're completely hands off and you never do a thing ever in your life. That's not what I'm talking about. It's more active than investing in index funds in the stock market, but it's far less active than flipping and wholesaling and doing active projects as a general partner. So, Right. Yeah. I mean, being a passive investor in apartment syndications is essentially being um, an intentional investor and, you know, understanding deals and stuff. But once your money's in, you're essentially just a voter now. Um, right. You're just along for the ride. So the, the other thing I wanted to touch on, like you said, the the thing about, uh, you know, putting money in a 401k and looking at it when you're 65. The other great thing about real estate and passive investing is rather than, you know, having a, a big sum of money that you're chipping away at and hopefully, you know, you die at the right time. Um, rather, you have steady income, so maybe a smaller bank account that keeps refilling itself. So essentially, you can maybe not retire early or maybe yes or no, but you retire safely. Yeah, there, there was a great book actually on that. Uh, Andy Tanner wrote a book called 401 Chaos, and it goes into the inner workings of the 401k, why it was originated, what the real agenda is. It's not really a conspiracy theory, but that was there was just a little supplemental account created for people if they wanted to put some additional money in for, you know, to, to supplement their pension, to supplement Social Security. The problem is a lot of Americans are thinking my 401k is my retirement plan. It is the sole retirement plan, you know, and for, for us being our age, you know, think about, I mean, do you, do you believe social security is going to be there for us, you know, in our seventies and eighties, maybe you do, I don't. And so I took that upon myself to say, look, I got to do something about this. I need to like circumvent the system here, this old school approach of just throw it in the stock market and don't worry about it, put it in things you can't touch till your sixties rely on the government to bail you out right before you die. Like, I don't like any of that. I don't want anything to do with any of it. So after reading several books, tax-free, well, 401 chaos, rich dad, poor dad, cash flow quadrant, I decided to get rid of all of those accounts myself. I'm not advocating anybody listening do that, but you know, the more I dug into how these things work and this whole like conveyor belt that takes you into your sixties before you can start living on passive income, I was like, screw that. I'm doing the passive income thing today. And, you know, what if I die at 45? You know what I mean? At least I had that passive income to enjoy some things earlier on. And so, again, this is my message is that times change. You know, you can't take your grandparents advice of 
get the golden watch and retire from a company after 50 years. It just doesn't happen anymore. So we got to wake up and take a little ownership in personal finance and investing. That's, that's my message. Awesome. I love that. So um, the last thing I wanted to ask about is now we understand like where you started from, where you are now, what you're doing. Uh, what's your North Star? Like what is um, what makes you want to continue educating investors? Like, do you want to see everyone be passive investors or like what, what's your big goal? Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting because <clears throat> I've always wanted to just help people. I think a lot of people have, you know, if you found something that helped you, I don't know what it is. You know, you, you bought a nice uh, cutlery set for your kitchen and it's fantastic. Don't you just naturally kind of want to share that with other people? Like, hey, I bought this and it was a heck of a value and, and I want to get that for your Christmas gift or something, you know. And, and that's how I feel is right now it's in life, you know, macro scale, it's teaching people about passive income, passive investing, private placements, real estate, multifamily, all this stuff. Uh, before that, I was passionate about helping people just get involved with single family and do house hacking and, and potentially look at maybe even doing a flip years and years ago because I saw the results firsthand and I thought, hey, this is pretty cool. I'd like to share this with other people. Um, even back to high school, I wrote a book. This is kind of a funny story. I never share this stuff, but uh, I, <laughs> I wrote a book my senior year of high school and it's called how to get a 4.0 GPA with minimal effort. <laughs> and I tried to sell it to the school. And I think the minimal effort thing kind of screwed me. But um, <laughs> I just, I found some, some hacks of, you know, staying organized and how to, you know, rapidly study and speed read and do all these different things. And I wanted to organize that in a form to help other people. And that's, that's why it's like this little 50 page book. But um, so I don't know, that's just me. And, and that's kind of my, my North star is just, you know, may, ask me in 20 years, maybe I'm into something really crazy. Maybe I'm like a yoga instructor, who knows? Uh, never done yoga, but you know, I, I wanna help people that way. Maybe I wanna launch that, at, you know, somehow and, and, and that's my business or something. So I just wanna give back where I see the most benefit, where I can help other people and explain it from firsthand experience. That's, that's my short answer. I love it because being a passive investor seems like it did not, you know, make you a, a useless beach bum. Sounds like it made you, you know, an absolute beast. Sounds like you're adding lots of value to lots of people. So that's really cool to hear. I understand there's something about a giveaway. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, to, to this point, just to piggyback on what I was just talking about. So I, I give back my time. That means that what, I, what I've done since COVID anyway, before COVID was a lot of conferences and real estate meetup groups and networking with people since COVID and all that stuff kind of going by the wayside. I launched just a simple Calendly link. So you can click this link, pick a time for you. And I give back 15 minute interval to do Q and A's with all types of investors from 18 year olds getting started to 70 year olds wondering what syndication means. And uh, you can get, you, you can book that time, no upsell, no sales pitch, no training coaching program. It's just a Q and A. If you have any questions about this stuff, I know we're talking pretty high level on this podcast. So if you wanna dive a little deeper, get into like private placement investing and what exactly that is and how it works, uh, you can get that at uh, www.ashcroftcapital.com forward slash connect with Travis. 
And on that same page, if you'd like, there's a free download. It's a 20 page PDF called Understanding Real Estate Private Placements. And that goes into industry terminology and how to vet sponsors and deals and markets, uh, questions to ask general partner, all this good stuff. So download that, connect with me. I'm on, you know, Instagram and, and Facebook and uh, bigger pockets and whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm out there. Just YouTube me, Travis Watts, and I'd be happy to connect with anybody and share uh, anything that can help add value. I'll definitely have all the links to that stuff in the show notes. Uh, so no worries on that. Uh, but thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. All righty. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and I'll see you next week.